This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Tuesday, October 16th, 2018. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. You can also subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. Today we have a very special guest. Naima Terry is an in-demand plus-size model represented by Dorothy Combs Models and State Management. She is the plus muse for contemporary brands like Adore Me, Fashion to Figure, David's Bridal, Christian Seriano, RBX, and many more. She also models for major brands including Levi's, Avenue, Ashley Stewart, Macy's, and JCPenney to name a few. Naima will be making her acting debut in the Curvy Girls Rock digital series, which aims to show authentic representations of plus-size women, premiering November 25th. And let's welcome Naima to the show. Hi, everyone. Hi, Shanice. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. You are everywhere when i'm scrolling on social media when i'm in stores your face is everywhere so i'm so excited to talk with you today i'm excited to talk to you because i've been following you for a very very long time so you know everything happens for a reason so i guess it's my time and i need you to introduce me everywhere i go because i was just over here like oh my god i did all of that Yes, very accomplished. So let's start from the beginning. So how did you get started as a plus-size model? Okay, so I have been modeling in, like, my local fashion shows in high school and college. Um, Actually, in high school, like, that was my club, like the Vogue Club. You know, I wasn't into sports, even though I was a little tall with a little bit of an athletic build. That just wasn't my thing. So it's something that I've always been been interested in. I just never knew until after I graduated college when I was on a whole other route. I was studying to go to law school. I was going to go to D.C. and work in politics. I was going on a whole other route. And um, I got invited to a fashion show, and it was all plus-size women on the runway. And I had, I had never seen anything like it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is real. Like, I can do this for a living. So I started researching and networking and talking to other models and taking pictures, submitting to agencies. I didn't get with my dream agencies at first, but – I just kind of went full force and said, you know, I'm going to put this whole loss thing on hold and let me do this while I can. And, you know, thankfully, thank you to God, it just kind of, it happened. I put work in, but it happened. Now, somebody in the industry, influential in the industry, told me they discovered you. Did anybody discover you and and give you an extra push? (laughs) Okay, so there's there's been many people in in, um, my career. most influential, I call her mother, um, Susan Moses has been very influential in my career and, and telling me, mm-hmm. you know, what I should do. I, I absolutely love Susan. And she styled me in a show for uh, New Jersey Full Figure Fashion Week. This was many, many moons ago. And she was like, girl, you need to be in New York. So um, at that show, I, I think I was met- at that fashion show. 
I think you were too. I didn't get a chance to meet you, but I know you were there. And um, I spoke to Jeannie Ferguson, Trisha Campbell, Christina Mendez. Um, Susan brought in some heavy hitters to that show. She brought and Takara in, uh, was there that weekend too, right? Speaking. I think Takara. I think Takara was there, but she brought in models like Angelica, who's been around for yeah. forever. So I was just in awe that this was something I had just decided to do, and it was all of these influential women in one place. And I yes. picked their brains. I got some some great advice, and um, I didn't even know what a fit model was. And Trisha, um, Trisha Campbell, and Jeannie Ferguson was like, "You should try fit. Go talk to these agencies." And um, within a year, I had booked like clients in every area of the business. So I feel like wow. my, my career. Has- yeah, my career has been very unique. So, like, before I even got a portfolio started, I booked a fit client, I booked a showroom, I booked a fashion show. Like, I was, I was booking things, and I was like, okay, this is a sign. I'm, I'm here. Let me, let me continue in this path. Yeah. Well, my my next question was going to be, what was one of your biggest obstacles getting started? But it doesn't look like you had too many obstacles. <laughs> you know, I've I've been very blessed that once I put my mind to something, it it kind of happens, and it wasn't like a straight path to greatness. You know, I had odd jobs in the beginning, bartending. I worked for my local councilwoman in Jersey City, you know, to try to make ends meet until things really took off. But I would say I've been modeling professionally for about five years now. And I tell you, the first year, yeah, the first year of modeling, I I probably made about $15,000. That was five years ago, which is good to make $15,000 doing something you just starting off with. And, you know, now with all of my clients and every area that I work work in, I'm I'm making over six figures right now, which is, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of growth. It's been a lot of growth. Yeah. So do you currently model full time? I model full-time. Um, I do a lot of fit work. So I figure probably about 60% of my business is fit, 40% of my business is like print, e-com, doing shoots. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much the balance. So, you know, thankfully, uh, thank you to my mama and these good genes. I just was born with like some, some God-given uh, measurements and staying toned and pretty fit. And I'm um, – essentially a sample size 1X for a lot of brands, whether it's major department stores or um, high-end designers like Christian Siriano. Um, my body is just a, a really good size 1X fit for most brands. So there are a lot of people um, in the plus industry that are not on your level, but, you know, have classes, think they're experts in modeling. So I want to <laughs> ask you, since you are a top model, what do you think the major difference between a professional plus model and an amateur one is? Um, honestly, it's the work. Um, you know, Instagram and social media in general has given all of us a lot of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, Attention. Yeah, yes, attention and false celebrityism or whatever you want to call it. And just because people have booked one thing or one show or one gig, they think they're a model and they think they can teach someone how to do this business. 
And, you know, honestly, I say if you're a beautiful person, you have a good personality, you could go far in this business. And it's easy if you have a look to book one job, but it's about maintaining clients in this business, people who stay in it for 10 years. There's some models that people do not know at all, like Nicole, not at all, but, you know, not so popular, like Nicole Labrie. She's been modeling for, like, 15 years. That girl yeah. works every week, but she's not, you know, it's not about the social media for her. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's funny. There's so many people popping up with these classes, and, Honestly, a lot of some some people have asked me, why don't you do a class? Because you work in so many areas of the business, and I'm like, I don't think I'm even expert enough to do this class yet. <laughs> I humble myself, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, you know. And there's other people doing it. I, I'll let them. That's their lane. I'll let them keep it. But I just feel like I'm not. I'm not even ready to teach the class yet. So I don't know how some of these other people are doing it. Right, and don't even have half of the credits you do. Yeah. So. Did you take any classes or workshops or runway training or anything at the beginning of your career? Or do they teach you as you go along? No, nobody's teaching you anything as you, as you go along. That is for sure. I will say uh, with my first agent, um, I was at True Models, which was one of my first agencies I was with. The owner, Dale, she would bring us to her home, the newer models, and teach us things about fit so we could go into a casting and at least pretend like we understand the jargon. A lot of it is taking it till you make it, honestly. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. as far as anybody in the industry really giving me a class, I want to say no. But when I was doing, like, local shows in Jersey, I will tell you, it was all of those, those gay men that's running those fashion shows that really, like, taught me how to walk and gave me my confidence. It was really where it came from. And a lot, like, a lot of it really came from just doing local runway shows where – um, I just had that aura, like, okay, let me go in and, 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 and kill it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So between yeah. fit, print, and runway, where does the bulk of your work come from? Um, definitely fit. Um, runway, I, you know, runway is like once a year or twice a year is fashion week, and we might have an opportunity as plus girls to be in maybe a handful of shows. So it's not the end-all, be-all. That's the stuff that you get a lot of the social media attention, you can get press from, but that really that's not paying anybody's bills. That could get you – that could take your career to the next level from the press, but the bulk of my money is coming in from fit and e-commerce work. So, you know, everybody wants to do editorial, and I tell a lot of girls when they ask me about – um, doing test shoots for their portfolio. I'm like, keep it simple. I said, go look at these websites. If you want to work with Lane Bryant, Ashley Stewart, go look at the site, see how they're shooting, do something simple. You're not seeing a lot of plus models and doing a lot of editorial work. I mean, now you are, like the supermodels, like the Ashley Grams and, you know, Precious is getting more Paloma. You know, there's few opportunities for us to be in an editorial moment, but for the most part, the, the money is in e-commerce and the money's in fit. So you mentioned briefly New York Fashion Week. Now, you did have an opportunity to walk in New York Fashion Week this year. Now, tell us about that experience. Um, This year, I wasn't in New York Fashion Week, actually. Oh, I you... did – not this year. Um, I did a show – 
um, like an informal show during Kirby time. I did during okay. Fashion Week. So, I mean, it was it was a part of Fashion Week, but um, I wasn't in a runway show this, this year, actually, for Fashion Week. Last year, um, I walked for a couple of indie designers like Angel um, Brinks and Melissa Mercedes. They're both based in L.A., but they did show um, – they had shows here during the Art Heart Fashion Week. And um, there's another fashion. You know, there's a lot of other smaller ones. But New York Fashion Week, I have not walked in a show yet. So is that one of the things that's on your goal list? Of course, of course. You know, I'm a model, so we all want that. We we, we all want that, that, that feel to walk in the show and have the press and all that good stuff. Of course, that is definitely a goal. But in the meantime, I will keep my, my regular paying clients and be very happy with that. <laughs> Right. So do you have pressure um, to build your social media following to a certain number to gain more opportunities, to gain more success? And I'm asking you that because one model told me that her agency told her she had to have at least 10,000 followers on Instagram. Like that was the goal and that helps their career. What's your opinion on that? Um, definitely. I've I've been told from several agents that I've had in the past, current agents, you have to you have to get your followers up. Because the simple fact is there are a lot of clients that, like, oh, she looks cute, but let's see her social media. Let's see if she has following. Let's see if she has engagement. And we have a lot of influencers out here who are booking models' jobs. Um, right. And they have created, they've created their own lane and, you know, Kudos to them. I'm happy for them. I think there's enough money for all of us out here. But it's making us, we have to step up our social media presence. We have to be posted. We essentially have to act like a blogger and have to act like an influencer to to maintain some of our clients. Because the same check that they can write to us, they can write to somebody who has 100,000 followers who's going to, you know, look good in the clothes, or well, maybe not as good as we do, but look good in the clothes and bring, um, like, guaranteed sales. Well, we'll see how many of these bloggers are actually translated into sales. I don't really know that. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of pressure to update your social media, and, uh, and, and it's crazy because it's like a chore sometimes. Yes. But it's something we have to do. So the business so, has just changed. When you book a client, sometimes is it a part of the deal that you post um, your pictures and your tears with them? Is it like in a part of the deal? Um, I haven't had any. Hmm, let me think. Let me remember. I haven't had any clients where that was a part of the deal actually mm-hmm. um because like i said a lot of the, the bulk of my work is e-com and when you're working with those teams sometimes it's a different marketing manager that works with the the influencers or for campaigns this is where like i said i'm the e-com girl like i'll get in there and smile put that hand on the hip and i'll leave and get my check but you know for the campaigns is where you're seeing where they used to book a lot of models they're now booking influencers because the campaigns are more open to the public the campaigns are where they're doing more social media campaigns so they're they're booking influencers which once mm-hmm. used to be our job but mm-hmm. if it's between me where i have about 20,000 followers and a model who has 150 or 300,000 followers and we both have the ambiguous black girl latino look they for a campaign they're going to book that model because they know if she posts it 
then it's going to bring more traction than my 20,000 followers. So it's it's just the nature of the game right now. And that sucks. I hate that so much. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. But that's, mm-hmm. you were a part of Lyris Cross's Model Diversity Project. Now, lack of diversity is an ongoing conversation in the plus community. What's your stance on the diversity issue? Um, I mean, it's it's definitely an issue, and we're seeing more and more of curvy women and more women of color in the industry. But I'm in the industry a lot, and I will tell you, even though I'm a a black woman, I still want to fight for my women with darker colored skin because they will book somebody like me or they'll book a Latino and fill their quota for, okay, we booked somebody of color. So, you know, I I totally feel for my uh, brown-skinned models or darker-skinned models than me because it's like two of them working in the industry that's, like, really consistently working. If you are a brown-skinned model, a plus-size model in this industry, and you're not one of the two or three that's consistently working, you have to have another job. You have to be doing something else in order to maintain being a model. Um, Everybody's not working consistently. Everybody, you know, if I didn't have fit, if I didn't, you know, didn't have these God-given measurements and maintain my measurements, I would probably have to have another job. But um, it's just the business, you know, if you're on a, a shoot, an e-com shoot, they have their blonde girl they're going to use. They have their brunette they're going to use. They have their ambiguous girl they're going to use. And it's like the companies, they either pick an ambiguous girl or they're going to go real, 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 real black, like African black to book their black mm-hmm. girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like they have roles. They have roles that they that they have to fit in. So, you know, and that's what I tell aspiring models too. I'm like, you have to look and see who's working that looks like you. I'm not saying go bite her style, but if you see somebody that looks like you in this industry, then you got you have a better chance of winning in this industry because that means people are looking for people like you. If you don't see anybody right. like you, if you brown, if you real dark skin, you got dreads, where have you seen a plus size model with dreads working right now? So Nowhere. I'm not saying it's impossible, not impossible, but you're going to work a lot harder to try to make a wave for yourself in this industry. Now, let me explain something to the listeners. You've mentioned um, eth- being ethnic- ethnically ambiguous. So oh, to yeah. somebody listening that doesn't know what that means, that means that Naima can pass for multiracial, a black girl, a Latina. She could pass for Middle Eastern, South Asian. So she... Um, can pass for so many different things that makes her privileged in a way to have opportunities um, in the industry. So with that privilege, it's so awesome that you are even standing up for diversity because you are benefiting from, you know, them not wanting to use everybody. (laughs) It's like I I understand my role in this industry. I, I get it. But, you know, I have friends in the industry that are beautiful, that are gorgeous, that are talented, and they are just not, they're not working enough. Or they have to go get another job, a great paying job, because they have to still stay available just to be open for that casting call to might possibly work for a client to make a check, you know. So I see I see the struggle. And, I, um, you know, I'm tired of them booking the standard things for campaigns, the white girl with the blonde hair, the white girl with the brunette, the ambiguous girl. Or if we, like I said, if they don't pick the ambiguous girl, they're going to go real, 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 real black, <laughs> if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, so, you know, the industry, it'll, it'll change. 
it will change because everything has their ways. Right, right. There's a wave since one thing is in style this year, next year to be something different. Yep. And it's been the wave right now is to the larger girl, like the size 18. If you're like 16, 18, 20, you know, this is your time to shine. The size, the models that are size 12, 14, they're having a little bit of a harder time now because the, the pressure is on. So the wave is for the girl that's, a, um, that's fuller, like a size 2X. This is your time to shine. And this is why I think a lot of the influencers, the bloggers, are winning right now because that's mm-hmm. the brand's chance to to use a bigger girl. When they might prefer to use a size 12 or 14 for their regular shoot, it's like, okay, let's do a special shoot and let's bring in an influencer that's a size 22 or 24. Mm, got it. So yeah. besides being a top model, you are also an actress. And you have a big thing coming up with the Curvy Girls Rock Digital Series. Now, tell me how you got involved with that. Oh, God. It's, um, it's like, so nerve-wracking. I get butterflies in my stomach every time I, like, think that I'm going to be, like, on the screen. You know, I'm just not <laughs> used to seeing myself in that light. But um, so a couple years ago when modeling was slow, um, I lost a major fit client account because they wanted to start fitting on a bigger model. So losing like a standard fit account that you work like two or three times a week could be forty or $50,000 a year that could be gone. So I lost a major account and things were just really, really slow. So I started taking acting classes because I'm like, I got to do something. I got to try to better myself or just do something to stay busy. And um, I started taking acting class, working with an acting coach and um it's like after I put that energy into something else to better myself and model and pick back up. And I honestly forgot all about acting. I never went on audition. I never did anything after that. I was prepared, but I didn't do anything. And I started to guard it's like two years later. Um, Randall Hollowell, he was in my acting class. He, he called me and he said, there's a casting girl, a casting for curvy girls rock series. You have to go. You're going to get it. And I was like, well, okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> so I went and I auditioned for a lead role and I got it. And I was like, oh my God, like, thank you for, I didn't even, see, I didn't even know about the casting. He put it on my radar. He was like, you have to go to this. This is like made for you. And I'm so excited because my character, Jazzy, she is literally like me in real life, except she's an influencer. She's a blogger, not a model. And um, she's a body activist and, you know, she just promotes, healthy lifestyle and loving yourself to women. And I love this show because it's like a plus size sex in the city. Like the, mm-hmm. all of the leads are plus size women and women of color. And it's just about our lives and work and friendships and sex and relationships. It's not like, oh, we're five big women and we're so sad that we're big. It's like, no, we're regular, we live in our regular lives. And it's, it's going to be a good series. It's it's really good, and uh, the launch is November 18th, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to have some butterflies in my stomach while it's playing, but I'm excited. <laughs> okay, yeah. so the series is premiering online November 25th, but before then, you're going to have a red carpet screening party. Now, this is going to be like a big thing with press, and are you excited to walk the red carpet as the leading lady? Oh, God, I'm so excited. Like I said, I'm nervous because, you know, this is my first time doing 
uh, this is my first time acting, essentially. So I'm a little nervous of what people are going to think. I'm nervous mm-hmm. what I'm going to think, of course. You know, just like regular jitters that any normal person will have. I have all of that. But I am very excited because it's an awesome project. And Shakisha, um, the producer, director, writer, she's awesome that she came up with this concept. And she raised funds on her own, and she completed it. And I hope she, she gets us to the big screen. I hope she gets us a, a prime time Emmy-nominated role in the near future. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. And so um, are you going to pursue acting further now that you got it in your system? Um, yes, I am. I am. So I think with, I'll have a nice reel of work after Curvy Girls Rock series. Then I'll pursue, like, going to get an acting agent and, and taking this a little bit further. Because, honestly, you know, when things are going good, you still got to shake it up. You got to try to do the next thing. You can't wait till you're, yeah. you're broken. There's no opportunities going. And then, like, okay, let me start the next thing. So I'm definitely – I'm definitely gonna gonna you're gonna see me someplace. You're gonna see me someplace. <laughs> and also, acting classes are just good for modeling as well because you have to know how to move and exude things in front of the camera to model well. So, do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? I know you do because you're always working. <laughs> um, let me think. What am I doing right now? Um, actually, right now I'm in like. Uh, I'm I'm working like I said like I just mentioned like everything is going well and that's and that's something that scares me because I'm like no I got to do something else because something can easily be taken away from you in a matter of a minute people you know whoever's the boss that that's booking a shoot it could change and they could start bringing a new model so it's like you always got to reinvent yourself and and stay new so I'm actually I'm going to London next week I'm gonna stay there for a week and try to get an agent out there hopefully go on some casting so I really want to just get into another market. Um, I'm very comfortable here I've built a network here but now I want to like spread my wings so hopefully you know wish me wish me well in London next week yes I'm excited for you so tell us your official website and your social media pages Uh, my website is simple it's naimaterry.com I just recently started a blog it's called the muse 360.com just because I'm a muse and I said 360 because I work in every area of the business so it's just about my life and traveling and taking pretty pictures essentially Um, and on social media it's at naimaterry on everything that's Instagram Facebook Twitter even though I'm not on Twitter as much as I need to be but um, (laughs) yes it's (laughs) naimaterry Well, I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you because I did not know that you've just been modeling for five years. I really learned something new because when I say you're everywhere, you are everywhere. So you have a very impressive story. In 10 years, you're going to be number one in 10 years. Yes, put that out there, Shanice. Put it out there in the universe, please. Yeah, I mean, that's impressive. You know, there's people I know have been trying to model for 15, 20 years and don't have your resume. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy. You got to stay persistent and you got to you gotta know what you want and think about it every day. Like, literally, I wrote down gold just in my notes. Like, every month I would write down, I'm going to work for Macy's. I'm going to – I was writing down I was going to work for Macy's for probably, like, three years. I just started – maybe four years. I just started working for Macy's this year. 
So it's just like you just got to keep what you vision. It might not come next month or whatever, but, you know, it's about having a look, knowing where you fit in in this industry, having the size, having the height. It's a lot of factors that go into it before, you know. But, um, yeah, I did, I'm, I'm doing it, and I'm happy, I'm proud, I'm humble, and I'm, I'm ready for more. Well, Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and continued success on everything that you have going on and good luck in London. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. All right. Keep in touch and have a great evening. Thank you. You too. And thank you to my guest this evening for being on the show, Naima Terry. Make sure you follow her on her social media pages to keep up with everything she has going on. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.